Good morning. This is Thursday, November 13, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on this morning's front page. Army forcing officers into retirement. In climate deal, Obama may set a theme for 2016. And debts canceled by bankruptcy still mar credit. In today's national headlines, peril and daring 69 stories above ground zero. Republican Senate challenger wins election in Alaska. And officials debate cuts in Ebola centers. In today's financial headlines, banks find $4.25 billion in currency inquiry. Obama aims to stir economies at G20 Forum and Sony to introduce web-based subscription TV service. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, as chosen by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Hope Mills, North Carolina, by Dave Phillips, headlined, Army Forcing Officers into Retirement. For all the insecurities of war, Captain Elder San Juste always figured the one thing he could count on from the military was job security. A Haitian immigrant who enlisted as a teenager, he deployed three times to Iraq, missing so many birthdays and Christmases that he sometimes felt he barely knew his four children. He hid symptoms of post-traumatic stress so he could stay in the army because he loved his job and believed that after 20 years he could retire with a captain's pension. Then, this summer, on the day San Justi reached his 20 years, the army told him that as part of the post-war downsizing of the force, he would have to retire. And, adding insult to injury, he would have to retire as a sergeant, earning $1,200 less per month because he'd not been a captain long enough. I worked, I sacrificed, I risked my life, and they took it away like it didn't matter, he said as he brought groceries into his house near Fort Bragg. It wasn't just losing a job, it was like having your wife leave you suddenly and not tell you why. It's your whole life. For the first time since the end of the Cold War in the 1990s, the Army is shrinking. Faced with declining budgets, the Army, the largest of the services, cut its force this year to 508,000 soldiers from 530,000, with plans to trim another 20,000 troops next year. If funding cuts mandated by Congress continue, the Army could have fewer than 450,000 soldiers by 2019, the smallest force since World War II. The cuts have largely come through attrition and reductions in recruiting, and have, so far, mostly affected low-ranking enlisted soldiers who have served only a few years. But this summer, the cuts fell on officers as well, 1,188 captains and 550 majors, many who were clearly intending on making a career of the military. More are expected to lose their jobs next year. And for reasons the Army has not explained, the largest group of officers being pushed out, nearly one in five, began as enlisted soldiers. For many of those officers, being forced out of a life they've known for a decade or more has been a disruption as shocking and painful as being laid off. They're losing jobs and, in many cases, receiving smaller pensions than they'd expected, or no pensions at all. They're being forced to give up their identities as soldiers. 
Some are losing their ranks or status as officers. All must be out of the military by April. Several officers said they neglected their home lives during the wars, believing they would eventually be repaid. Iraq, Afghanistan, jumping out of airplanes, doing all the training, leaving for work so early and coming home so late that I wouldn't even see my family during the week, and I get nothing, said Captain Nathan Allen, who served more than 14 years as a linguist and intelligence officer and was awarded a Bronze Star. I'm a mess right now, he said. They took away who I am. I'm a soldier.